Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is December 7th, 2020. I don't know about you, but so many people have sent me videos on Pearl Harbor today. Wow. I was I was thinking back because you and I were lucky enough to be in Hawaii yeah. in 20, what was that? 2012? That was 2012. Yeah. And uh, we went there and it was so weird because we were right by the Pearl Harbor. We went out to um, kind of see everything in the memorial, but timing didn't let us get to the actual Pearl Harbor uh, memorial out in the water. Remember that? Yeah, but we were on the USS Missouri. Right. We and got we onto were, the Missouri. So, which was like right next to it, but above you. Yeah, but so, still 200 yards away? Yeah, um, I don't know. It seemed closer than that. I could see the oil leaking out still from yeah. where we were. Incredible, which was, right? Yeah, which was insane. And we had... There's so many things. We, we got a special tour is what we got. What yeah. we got was basically better than what most people have access to. Sure. But but to be there, I, I like, Dave, it's so funny you led with this because I was thinking about this today. There are certain things you do and you go, well, hopefully I'll get back here again. I don't know if I'll ever get back there again. Yeah. And, and it bugs me. I mean, I know people were going out there and tours are crowded. It was sold out. We couldn't get on because it was full. It wasn't that we half-assed That's it. what it was, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I blame Sherry Landry. I feel oh. like she could have done a much better job of she getting could've. that done. <laughs> she she could have. Um, you know, there were some things that were said to us when we were on the Missouri, which they were asked us actually to keep it, you know, keep it quiet. There's yeah. stories told to us that still to this day, and it, I know it sucks that I'm not sharing the information that they told us, but it, literally it was the United States Navy asked us not oh, to sure. share stories. And um, that still blows me away eight years later when, when I sat there yeah. and go, some of the things that... They said, and what happened since Pearl Harbor, and then yeah. how the Navy has improved since then was was outstanding in a time that was absolutely terrible. Because, look, it, for us, nine eleven is the day that sticks mm-hmm. out. That was the worst thing we saw. For our parents, it might have been, or that we remember. JFK yeah. might be what your mother and father remember. You know, sure. grandparents uh, go to Pearl Harbor, but. When people keep sending me clips, look, I've done a ton of studying on Pearl Harbor. I'm not going to watch any of those right now. I've seen enough of that. Just yeah. like I told you, though, I don't watch any 9-11 stuff. You do. I don't. I just, uh, for me, it, it causes nightmares. I mean, as a grown man, I get nightmares from it. The 9-11 thing for me, what what I used to watch, they used to do the, the and I don't know why they stopped. I don't know why MSNBC stopped. Oh, I don't know why they stopped. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they stopped. It was so goddamn incredible because for me, what I'm fascinated by is when the narrative changes because during the day and, and knowing what we do now, right? I mean, they're thinking it could be a small commuter plane. Well, in hindsight, the small commuter plane is not going to make that kind of damage into that building, right? For yeah. anybody that had been there. So you watch it and I'm always just kind of fascinated and to me it's a great reminder to, to never forget the the heartache and, and the pain my mom was two days old when pearl harbor happened and so that's always been something that our families talked a lot about and look dave i'll say this we may not have actually stepped foot onto that pearl harbor memorial but as you mentioned, being in the Missouri, being there, seeing everything, and just realizing that's where it happened, incredibly powerful. Oh, yeah. Incredibly powerful experience. Yeah. No, I'm with you. That I have so much respect for anybody that's worn the uniform. I'll tell you what. I'll say this, too. 
The more my kids and I drive around and listen to this police scanner, goddamn, the more respect I have for police officers, first responders. Holy shit. The amount of stuff that they see each and every night. I'm not trying to get off off uh, off track here, but just thank you. My God, there's no way I could do that one night. My sons and I listen to everything going on in this town on a Tuesday night or a Saturday night, and it's absolutely amazing what the men and women who wear that uniform, whether it's for the sheriff or the police department, the highway patrol, fire department, paramedics, my God, what they see every night, I, I would highly advise you to do it. And uh, and your appreciation grows very, very quickly for all of them. You know, a cu- couple things real quick. My father-in-law, who was in the Navy, left the day before Pearl Harbor got attacked. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't wow. his choice, you know, but it just sure. happened to be the luck of the draw. Yeah. He, he got out, which means a ton of friends died. Oh, yeah. And so that was a story he used to always tell me, and he passed in, in 2007. Um, but you know, when you talk about the police deal, you and I have discussed this before, maybe even on the show about ride-alongs. Oh yeah. And the one thing about being a police officer is you get up every day, you put the uniform on and you are looking for shit. That's what you're looking for. You're driving right into it every night. You're looking for it and you're driving into it. That's basically, that's your job. I mean, when I did a run along with a guy and we're sitting there at a four way stoplight. And he goes across the way. He looks at a car across the way, and there's a crack in the windshield, and he types it in. Sure enough, man, there's one for an arrest. And I was like, what gave it away? And he goes, that crack in the windshield made me want to see what was going on. We followed them right into a into a motel, Yeah, busted, and there was cocaine everywhere. It's unbelievable. And, and I was like, after like six, seven hours, it was it was exhausting for me. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't wind down. And you, you understand that why the divorce rate is so big oh, and God. why the alcoholism is so big. I mean, it has dude, to how, be. how do you wind down in a job like that after 20, 30 years doing it? My buddy pitched uh, minor league baseball. Yeah. And he now drives for lip part-time. So I had said to him about that scanner, right? And he and I were chatting the other night and he said, man, that app is crazy. And I said, you know what I think of? I said, you're a perfect guy, uh, to understand this, I said, think about the adrenaline that you had when you took the mound for the first inning. You said, oh man, it comes right back. I think about it. I go, okay, but by second inning and third inning, it was like, oh yeah, like watching a movie, just hanging out. And I said, those guys, that adrenaline happens 15 times a day. Yeah. Five days a week, (laughs) right? Four weeks a month. And I go, I don't know how they do it. I really don't, man. I really don't, and I, I've i heard more crazy shit. I'll tell you the thing that you and I hear in this town all the time on this thing. There are more goddamn men and women out in front of a building in a fist fight. What yeah. the hell is going on? I, I don't know, but it's like you just go, goddamn. But the, the great thing is when you listen to the scanner, Dave, you yeah. like this? My kids and I die laughing all the time because – Sometimes you can hear the commotion going on behind the cop. Yeah. And uh, every now and then you just hear that canine. And you're like, oh, shit. Somebody's (laughs) going to get it right now. That canine's all jacked up. But uh, it's wild. But I just, I turn that thing off at night. I go, God damn, man. God bless them all. We see them. We see them around town. I tell them, I go, hey, 
My kids and I started listening. I always dug you guys. I have a much better appreciation. The cops are so cool. They just laugh. I'm like, God, these fuckers are insane. Much better than the line my dad used to drop. Oh, he yeah. He'd walk up to a random police officer and go, so, the bad guy's still winning? Oh, that's great. I hated that shit. <laughs> yeah, so shut up. So Should have pepper nervous. sprayed him. <laughs> I don't think they had pepper sprayed Should have tased him right in the nuts. Dude, speaking of fights, you just brought it, brought it up that I just remembered. I saw the best fucking online fight. I think ever. And it was a friend of mine. Oh. And here's a guy that I went to school with in like eighth, ninth grade. Okay. And he was a big dude. Okay. Yeah. And he lives in South Carolina now. And he posted a picture of a guy looking like knocked out dude in the aisle, like Nate Robinson. Oh shit. And he had his phone and he's yelling at this unconscious guy. That's right. Motherfucker. You thought it was over. (laughs) Guess what? You didn't expect to see me in this aisle at Walmart. Did you? I never fucking forgot. Like this happened, oh. whatever happened, he was pissed at that guy for years. And he came around the aisle and he dropped that fucker and he's cussing him out with the phone on. Damn. Dude. And that guy just Nate Robinson out and shit, just sleeping yeah, next Superman to the cookies. Flying yeah. through the aisles. Dude, it was. I'm going, oh my God, what am I watching right now? But it was so fucking funny. Like, I finally got revenge after all these years. Motherfucker, I've been waiting for you. This is the day in Walmart. I knocked you out. You know who needs to get knocked out in Walmart? What the fuck is with people in this town driving around with their brights on? Have you noticed this shit? Okay. There are more. Is it? It can't be. Like I feel like San Diego has gotten rid of the blue headlight, yeah. which was the most annoying shit ever. There are more fucking dickheads driving around with their brights on in this town. Those guys all need to get knocked the fuck out. How stupid are you to not realize you got your brights on, asshole? Maybe they aren't stupid. Maybe they're just doing king of the road. Uh, Maybe they're going, fuck you. I, I don't think. You see the guys <laughs> who are doing it, and it's men and women. You're How like, often do you turn your brights on in California? Never. Okay, that's what like, I mean. Never. The only time I turn my brights on is if I'm going through the mountains like in El Centro. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. You know? Or I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. Yeah, do you, even, you don't even do it in the fog. When I lived in the South, I turned them on all the time because you're in the middle of fucking nowhere and there are no streetlights. It, it's so goddamn crazy, too, because the lights that I have in my car, I always feel like they're so low, I have to check to be like, are they on or off? Do you have to turn your lights on or are they on automatic? Uh, I turn them on. Okay. And so I've said like a couple of different times, whether it was at the dealer or somewhere else, hey, man, we check these lights. I'm not asking for the... You know, the stadium lights, right? You're driving with like one of those Navy tactical yeah. lights outside your window, lighting and giving yourself yeah. more light. I got like the energy efficient nine watt <laughs> headlight. And I can't fucking see anything. I'm squinting. What the hell? And everybody's like, no, you're great. I'm like, God damn it. You can't wait to hit me up to do a goddamn. Uh, uh, fuel injector cleaner, which is just basically, uh, you charge me 29 bucks to tip some goddamn STP in there. Yeah. But now when I have something that I actually need, like some new bulbs, ah, oh no, you're good. Uh, oh, shut up, prick. See, every car I had until recent, I used to have to turn the lights on, like the yeah. click, click, click. Yeah. I drove back, I remember, from L.A. once and didn't do that second click. But no one ever, like, flashed at me. Like, it's hey, a weird fucker, feeling. You're... I've done that. But you pull, you get home and you're like, hey, wait a second, I can't see my driveway. And they're like, fuck, I think I drove the whole <laughs> way back from L.A. without the lights all the way on. Why didn't somebody tell me? Why didn't anybody tell me? And then you, you're like, what is with this dick driving around this signal on? And then you look down and you're like, my goddamn signal's on. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's the worst feeling. The worst feeling for any of those. All right, let's get to the elephant in the room. Okay. 
Friday afternoon, actually it was Friday morning. Yeah. Friday morning, I got a text message I didn't want to get, and it came from somebody in the industry who said, hey, I'm giving you a heads up. Mike and Judd have been let go today at uh, 1360. It was probably about half hour later that Mike texted you and me and said, hey, just giving you a heads up. We were let go today. And we'll get to all that in a second. The first thing that I have to say is it's absolutely unbelievable the level of disrespect that Extra 1360 showed those two guys. Number one, until about 10 o'clock last night, they were on the website. Yeah. Number two, Judd's been there since what, probably 2013, I would think, yeah, right? I'm guessing. Yeah, seven years. Mike's been there since at least 07, if not longer, right? Did Judd come in? I, again, I'm, I'm guessing. Did Judd come in after Rosie and Sherrod switched over to 1090 in, in 2012? Was he doing like sports updates? Yeah, I think he was that's doing he updates got, so for those guys. That's when he guys. got an on-air chance. Right. Okay. I think, and producing for them. Okay. And that was like 2012 then. Okay, so eight years. You know, when we left or whatever happened, because, you know, the golden boy, Nick Hardwick, was coming in. Great show. Love the guy. Awful show. Uh, but when but when we left, it was like, hey, Dave and Jeff, we thank them. They said something. They didn't say shit about these guys. And you leave them on the website, you show them no respect, you don't thank them. Look, man, in that industry, you're hired to be fired. Everybody yeah. knows it. So when it's done, at least show two guys that showed up to work every day and were nice to everybody in the building and, and did what they could to keep the sinking ship alive, at least show them the common courtesy of thanking them, right? I would Get guess. them off the website. I would, <laughs> I would guess. That's always the strangest thing to me in radio is usually when somebody's out. Because you're yeah. always trying to figure it out. Jeff and I have been let go enough times to go, okay, well, who knew before we knew? That's always goes through my mind. Yeah. And I'm thinking the guy that sits there and puts the commercials in knows. Like they must have oh. told that guy a day or a week in advance that, hey, we're letting Dave and Jeff go on Friday. Get yeah. all everything they've touched. Get it out of here. Yeah. So we don't run commercials that Dave and Jeff have done that are recorded or – any promotions that, hey, make sure you tune in Monday to catch Dave and Jeff's thoughts on the Chargers, whatever. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, who knew? And why the fuck didn't they tell us? Because we're friends with everybody in the yeah. building. Like, hey, fuck face. How about a heads up that you were pulling our shit out of the system? I don't know if it's a non-disclosed or what. But then, so you couldn't find any news as to what was going to happen this morning. So I get in the car. Was there anything in the paper on Saturday? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing yesterday. No, uh, no mention from Nick Canapa. <laughs> to thank, he always thanked mention. us. He did. He's too busy yelling at the the bicycle lane mayor. Couldn't couldn't mention those two guys. So then this morning was the weirdest radio on a station known for weird radio. Hartman's doing mornings with Ernie, who was just there to laugh at Steve. And uh, and the board op. Yeah. Steve literally, I think, said, well, I found out I was doing this last night. Jesus. Then he brings Brady Hoke on, and he has Brady Hoke read a eulogy for Mike and Judd. And then Steve goes, hey, look, uh, it's just the, the, the lay of the land right now. You don't replace Mike and Judd. I'm like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. Okay, calm down. 
Jesus Christ, I love these guys. They're not the fucking Rich Brothers, okay? Let's just fucking relax here. Steven, uh, Judd and Mike aren't looking for a fucking hand job, Steve. Hey, you don't replace that show, and if we replace it, it's going to be with them. Well, do Mike and Judd know that? Because I'm yeah. pretty sure they were given a fucking Cobra package yeah, on Friday. Sure they've already filed for EDD, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what's Steve doing? But I just, uh, look, all kidding aside, two really, really great guys that are incredibly meaningful to this. I've said all the time, Judd Richards did the coolest thing that I can remember. My family used to go to Monterey all the time, and Judd said, hey, if you ever get jammed up up there, my mom said, you can stay with my mom in Carmel. I've never met his mother. Like, that's who the Richards family is. Judson, his mother, his relationship, what he talked about with his dad, especially now as my kids get older, that stuff means so much. What also means a lot, which I understand because I've been there, is when you have young kids and you've just bought a house. Yep. And it's about this time of year and the rug's pulled out from under you. Like I said, you're hired to be fired. And, uh, but it's incredibly difficult, and that's the thing that you remember. And then for Mike, just, you know, Mike is just as solid a dude as you'll ever meet. And for him, Dave, who's been there so long, whether he was on Rock 105 during that time, an update guy, a co-host with a variety of different guys that he worked with, always solid, just a great guy. It's incredibly tough for him, too. And I just... Oh, yeah. uh I know you are as well. I'm just, I'm sad for my two friends because it's a tough place to be. No, it's a tough business. I mean, it, it is. I'm, I remember my very first day working for Steve Mason and he literally yeah. told me, turn tail and get out of here. Get out of here. He goes, if you have the bug for this business, it is hard to let go. It Dave, is. Look how much different it was then to where it is today. Oh yeah, it used to be if you There's were no out of a job. There's no internships now. No, no intern. Well, it's hard to break in. But also, it used to be if you're out of a job, you just go across the street. Yeah. Now it's not even like everything's so corporate right now. It's it's basically the same deal. So, iHeart, as we've mentioned on this day, on this show before, is that iHeart is in financial uh, disarray, almost well, as bad as Intercom, and that's the deal. Intercom is in financial disarray, and Brilliant. so it's like, well, if you're going to go across the street, guess what? The guys across the street are leaking money worse than they are. Well, so you're going okay. Well, where do you go? And then the question is always, am I willing to move outside of this city? And, yeah. and there's so many different things. Here, I've thought about this a lot because they said we like both of these guys a lot. So you put yourself in their shoes and you go, okay, what is, what's next? Honestly, I believe those guys would have been better off if they were let go in January or oh, yeah. a year ago. Because this sounds terrible to say, but I'll, I'll just say it. Here, here's the deal. They've had a 0.0 the entire year. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the signal sucks. It's terrible. Oh, it's even worse now. Yeah. I used to be able to hear him, Dave, at Palomar Airport, and I don't know what happened, Yeah, but you can't hear him past Lucadia Boulevard. I used to think that was a cheap excuse. In fairness to those guys, you can't hear it north of Lucadia you, Boulevard anymore. You can't. So there's never any advertising for no. for that station or those guys. There's, the signal's bad. If you're a listener and you like sports, eventually it becomes, it's too hard to listen. Fuck it. Yeah. We're going somewhere else. Yeah, and it is it's a tough deal. So anyone at that station who has those low numbers, they aren't the only ones. Everybody is struggling over there, and they have since that station started up. Okay, well now you have a zero zero to your name. So let's say you apply for a job. Okay, yeah. let's say outside of San Diego. Let's say you apply for a job in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Hey, that's great. You guys did morning radio in a major city like San Diego. 
Well, what were your numbers? And you could say whatever you want. They're going to look them up. Yeah. It's 0.0 for an entire year. Why the fuck would anybody hire them? And uh, the deal is they're talented guys. Very. They're, they're very good. They're both very funny and very knowledgeable and hardworking guys. But it's hard to get a fair shot when that 0.0 is right next to you. You can tell anyone you want how smart you are. I see a report card full of Fs. Well, it's funny, Dave, because, listen, we do the show that nobody else will do. And out of respect to Judson, who, like I mentioned, has a new baby, new, new wife, house. new house. To move his mother in? Yeah. Oh, my God. What an amazing person. I will always be grateful to them for what the gesture they did. This does not involve Judd. But we have to do what we have to do on this podcast. That's why you pay five bucks a month. Dave, I've put together a list of 10 names. Okay. These 10 names, your challenge is Mike is a stock. Okay? You play the market a little bit. I want to know whose stock you would rather buy. Now, we're not just talking about okay. today. Think about the stock market. You buy, and we're looking long-term over the next 5, 10 years. Who's the better buy? I'm going to give you 10 names. You tell me who's the better buy, Mike or the other person. Okay. Okay? Today, looking forward. First one, Dan Cilio. Mike. Mike's a better buy. Yeah, Dan has burned too many bridges. Okay. Mike or Greg Williams? Who am I missing? Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, just fired by oh. the Jets. <laughs> I was waiting for another radio guy. No. Okay, Mike. You think Mike's got a brighter future than Greg Williams? Dude, Greg, Greg Williams will be back in the league next year. How can he be? Greg Williams put a hit on a guy, and he kept getting hired. The Browns fired him. The Jets fired him. No, Greg Williams is done. Yesterday was the last game Greg Williams will ever coach. I think, uh, I think Greg Williams, you buy low. All right, here you go. Mike or Judd? Judd. God. It has to be Judd. It's age. All right, uh, Mike or Tom Brenneman? Oh, that's good. I'm going Mike. I think Tom's done too. Mike or Siegfried? <laughs> Siegfried. <laughs> What's he going to do? I don't know. Roy's What's Mike going to do? What's Mike going to do? Mike or OJ? Oh, it's OJ. OJ could end up on. OJ could get paid tomorrow. Some asshole would pay OJ. Right? Yes. Mike or Robert Blake? Oh, my God. Robert, Robert Blake's got to Blake. be 80. No yes. way. Mike's got to be better than that. I'm just saying, who has a better chance of making money tomorrow? Robert Blake. Mike or Alex Van Halen? <laughs> Dude, it's it's Alex Van Halen. Right. Where's he going? It doesn't matter. His last name is Van, Van Halen. Mike or Mike McCoy? Oh, that's a good one, too. That's what I was thinking about with Judd. The best work Judd ever did was talking to McCoy after oh this fucking football God, game. It was the best. It was the best work he ever did. Those interviews were like less than a minute, and it yeah. were brutal. They were awesome. Um, fuck, dude. I'm going Mike. Mike, Which Mike? Mike Costa. Costa. And then uh, finally, Mike or Joe Lazura. <laughs> it's Costa, dude. Joe Lazura, dude. How did he fuck up his career? Uh-oh. I mean, we know I fucked it up, but like, dude, you were, you were right there in the driver's seat. Right there in the, you're right there in the window. Oh my god! Yeah, I just. What the hell was Joe Lazura thinking? Ah, uh, I Jesus. don't know. Yeah, what is Joe Lazura doing now? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. What job could you possibly do and go? This, this is our guy. Like, I'm not. I I'm mean, not, I wouldn't hire Joe to wash a car. Dude, where do you go? Seriously. Like, yeah, I mean. Like a lot of the guys we mentioned, I mean, not all of them, but some of the guys you mentioned, they kind of soiled their name. 
Yeah. Mike and Judd didn't do anything no, wrong. No, they didn't sell their name at all. They're good. They're honestly hardworking guys. The problem is, as I said, they would have been better off if they were gone a year ago. Then they have something to, to stand on. Yeah, it's a... Uh, the station did them zero favors, and even out the door did them zero favors. Time of year sucks. You and I have been fired on, oh. on, on basically the same date before. It sucks. It's just, though, it's like sports radio, to me, right now, is Mike so... Mike has a kid in college next year. Yeah. Sports talk radio, Dave, has gotten so goddamn bad. I'm driving around last night, and I have CBS Radio 1, 97.3. Okay. The guy on there... National guy is yelling at his partner that uh, Lamar Jackson's not a franchise quarterback. Please, what? Like, what are we doing? Like, if you want to go through, I don't know, Mike Glennon or Kirk Cousins or any of these other dipshits in the National Football League, right? Sam yeah. Darnold, whoever you want to go to, Garoppolo. You can say anybody you want. You're gonna fucking call out Lamar Jackson's not. Uh, a franchise quarterback guy's a fucking MVP. And I'm like, this is your argument? Yeah. And then tonight, for some reason, I found myself on 1090. First time really? in three months. I never think to go to 1090. And there was a guy on there telling Pharrell, hey, let me tell you something. I've about had enough of hearing about how great Andy Reid is. He was about 10 minutes away from being outcoached and lost in that game. And... Yeah, I get he has Pat Mahomes, but I, I don't think Andy Reid's quite the coach he's, everybody thinks he is. You don't think the fucking Chargers would take Andy Reid today? The Raiders? Andy Reid should be. There's an argument Andy Reid could be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you don't think the Vikes would take Andy Reid yeah. today? Jacksonville, anybody else? And you're like, what happened? <laughs> like, is everybody so desperate for conversation that you have to, I get trying to bring things up for debate. Yeah. But when you're going to tell me that Andy Reid's not the coach after winning the Super Bowl and Lamar Jackson's not a franchise quarterback, you just go, fuck, no wonder people are turning off shows. <laughs> Here's the, the funniest thing. I, I remember Colin Coward said this to us when he used to come on as a guest. Colin Coward used to join Jeff and I in 2004, like on Fridays. Yeah. And he used to say, they don't pay me to be right. They pay me to have an opinion. Well, the difference is when you have an opinion about something that hasn't happened yet. The sure. arguments you're making are... Lamar Jackson's already an MVP. Yeah. Andy Reid's already won a Super Bowl. He already has a crazy winning percentage and has been to multiple Super Bowls. Right. He's basically the guy people say is an offensive genius. Um, that's a dumb argument. Like, I, yeah. I've done things where, hell, I, I ripped Justin Herbert right at the draft. Guess what? Sure. The guy showed he could play. I took my pinned tweet down, and I said, hey, I'm going to admit I'm wrong here. That's yeah. dumb to that stand by. All, it, for that, all, everybody. But, but, but that's a prediction. That's not a resume. I yeah. can't sit there and argue a resume. No, I, I'll give you a perfect one. We were like, who the hell is Jace Tingler? Jace Tingler had a great year. Sure did. Happy to say that. But it's like you come out and you go, uh, I don't know, give me, give me, I mean, there's probably still people ripping Dave Roberts. I mean, fucking guy's got a World Series ring yeah. on his hand. Finished in first place every year he's had the job. Done pretty well. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm thinking there's a few clubs that would like to have him or anything else. But I just, I listened. It was within 24 hours of each other. And I get it. You got to try to find hot points uh, to get people conversing and get your name out there. And what I mean, if you're on 1090, I, I might have heard it. And then uh, <laughs> and on a Sunday night, 10 o'clock at night on CBS radio, it's fucking whatever. 1 a.m. on the East Coast. I get it. They're just like, dude, it's not even entertaining. It's no. not even thought provoking. It's just dumb. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and then I, I got a, a guy this morning saying that Mike and Judd are coming back. <laughs> oh, wait. I, dude, I swear, I fucking love Hartman. I just, I hear that guy. He's the funniest guy. When's the last time Steve took a day off? Never. Steve never takes a day off. But Steve is is so fucking funny to me because you kind of know what Steve is. So here's the deal. Steve might have said nice things about both those guys. Oh, he was great. They go to break. I guarantee you, Steve turns to Ernie and goes, you know, I'm the only guy left. He did. He said it today. He did say it? He said, uh, "I knew it." That's that's the kind of move he would pull. He goes, "Man, find himself to find a way to pat himself on the back." Can't believe, been six and a half years since I came back to San Diego, and I was like, "Dude, on that station, don't fucking say that." People yeah. be like, "When'd you come back?" <laughs> 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 but I mean, yeah, we came back in 2014, and me, Dave, and and Steve. Yeah. Came back. And God damn, we had this meeting with the sales team and we had to go up there and you and I were like, hey, how's it going? You know, I was like, my kids, homeowner, right? Carpet yeah. cleaner, zero res or whatever the fuck we need, right? Well, hey, I'm Hartman. I'm back. That's- and everybody's like, what? <laughs> like, we're the two guys that knew who the fuck he was. Listen, I just went through a divorce, and I have a plate and a pan, so here's what I need. I need furniture. I could use a pull-out bed. I could use a TV. I could use a dining set. Everything like- He asked for a car. A car. He got a smart car, remember? They gave him a smart car with a big American flag on it. shit. With a big fucking eagle on the hood. He drove that all around town. Loved it. (laughs) (laughs) But I swear to God, Dave- I would just sit there and laugh my ass off with that guy. Like, I genuinely love Hartman. He is just the fucking best. And the funniest shit is, when this show was really, really anger-filled a couple years ago, the stories that Steve would sit in the Kogo newsroom with this thing turned up super loud and laughing his ass off. I mean, I was already a huge fan, but that he did that for us makes me even more of a fan. There are about four stories that stand out for me with Hartman that make make me laugh hysterically. And when we were in San Francisco, we got during the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty, we got a chance to spend a week with with him. You and I didn't do a show with him at at times. Judd had worked with him, and Costa had worked with him. And you and I were just guys that we we knew him for years. Yeah, but we just walked the streets of San Francisco and we'd tell radio stories and shit and laugh and. Um, he, he cracked me up, but man, one of the funniest things about that fucking guy is he had a place here in San Diego. We didn't yeah. spend a lot for it and he didn't own a trash can and <laughs> he, basically he'd get done eating whatever the fuck he went, Jersey Mike's, whatever for dinner. Yeah. And he would go throw his trash out at the dumpster, had one pair of shoes, had like two pairs of pants and like three shirts. Remember? Yeah. He'd like, no, he, I think he had six shirts. And he goes, and he, well, he wore the same shirts every week. He, he yeah. wore, and you could see it because he was on fucking TV like a yeah. maniac. And he, um, he would say, hey, dude, if I'm ever out, it's one trip to the car and I'm back to LA. Like, I, I don't need yeah. to spend five Travel hours. Light. Yeah. I don't need, <laughs> he had like a spork. He didn't even have silverware. You know, and this it, is all shit. Like we're not we're not talking no, out of school. No, no, no. I'm not goofing on him. No, it, this, this is, is all shit that he said. People talk about minimalist. He fucking invented him being a minimalist. This guy said it's one trip to the car and I'm gone. There's no fucking back and forth carrying shit. That's all I have. Well, why, I don't think he even had a TV. 
No, he did, but it was on the ground. He didn't even have a TV stand. <laughs> he would just say, and he had like an air mattress. He's a fucking wild he man. Did. He this had guy. An air mattress. But but so I mean, wild. I'm not talking about Hartman like he's dead. But, but I used I, to look at him all the time, and he was single at the time. I used to look at him going. Dude, you ever plan on getting laid? Like, what are you talking? You gonna bang some chick on Dude, an air mattress? This fucking guy, I love that. And the thing for me is, as a Raider fan, what I would do with Steve is because I was fascinated by it. I would just ask him about Al Ocasel because he would deal with him all the time, and because he had Chet stories, Chet stories which were cool. But as a Raider fan, I wanted to know about Locasel. And Davis and those guys. And man, Steve was right there in the middle of it. But yeah, he that fucking guy, he dropped it today. But um, here's the good news out of anything in a selfish way. We always thought that Mike wouldn't come in here because Mike knows how much I despise Brian Long, who's a fucking rat face weasel. <laughs> and a fucking snake in the grass. And he's a fucking bullshit artist. And you know what? If Long ever just said, hey, you know what? I was a fucking snake in the grass. Lie to you. Because I say all the time, I don't care. Uh, you know, Mike Shepard's another fucking weasel. But we had Dave Sniff let us go at KFMB. I'd fucking do anything for Dave Sniff. Uh, Don Martin and, and Bruce Gilbert were our bosses at Fox. They treated us incredibly well. Pete Schwartz, the guys at CBS... Uh, the guys at KLAA, when things went at the end, Sirius XM, fuck, man, I, I just thank those guys for the opportunity. My pet peeve is if you ever fucking lie to me, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And that's what happened with that punk shepherd who's a fucking toothless, fucking spindly leg piece of shit. Spindly leg. <laughs> and, uh, and fucking Long's a rat-faced fucking lion weasel, too, and he knows he is. So if he ever said, hey, yeah, I did fucking lie, then they go, all right, that's it. And, uh, but Costa knew how much I hated his boss and is terrified of his shadow. So Mike wouldn't come in here. Well, now that Mike's no longer employed there, we can finally get him in. And I'll say this for Mike or anybody else. It's not going to be a, a beat down on, on management. No, I've said what I have to say about them, but I, I don't need Mike to fight that fight. We just want Mike to come in and. Tell radio stories. Tell the fucking Mary Tillman story. Tell the <laughs> Lou Holtz story. Tell the story about being on the bus coming back, right? And all this other shit. Tell the story about, you know, being the saddest sideline reporter when you're fucking a Raider fan. <laughs> Just the fun shit. So uh, Mike has already said he'll come down and hang in the garage. But when do you it, think he comes in? I have a prediction. When do you think he comes in? Well... What I think Mike's going to start doing, and I was going to text him this tonight, What Mike Mike right now needs a couple of days to decompress. Today had to be a little weird. Guaranteed today he got up and you turned the radio on at 6 to see who replaced him. But Mike's cool with Steve. Yeah, I you understand, know, Mike, but I, I'm yeah. saying that this is, this is how it works. I do the same yeah. thing. All right, who replaced me? Yeah, and Steve, I did. I fucking slipped in. It's a, <laughs> dude, I, I, no, no. Uh, oh, you mean when we were at Let Go? Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant today. Yeah, to, so, fuck, it was after 7. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. So I went yeah. and I flipped it on. Steve was great. Here's how it will go for Mike. He's going to go through this week. He's still in shock. Okay? Yeah, he's got I mean, to decompress. Dang. Yeah, he's, he's been in that building since 2003, I think. Oh, yeah. So he's going to, uh, he's, gonna, he's still kind of in shock, doesn't understand exactly what happened. Then 
he's going to go through this week. He's going to go, it fucking sucks. Next week's going to start up and realize, shit, they moved on without me. Yep. And in about January 2nd, 3rd, whatever the fuck that Monday is, he's going to be pissed as fuck. And that's when he's going to say, hey, I'm ready to come on. Well, what Mike's going to do way before January 2nd, by the way, I'm sure he thanks you for your appreciation for his time at the original Mighty 1090, which I think went on the air in 2004. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was there with Fricky. Was he? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But Mike's going to do what everybody in radio does. Yeah. And, and tonight he's going to be like, ha, I'll never do that bullshit. Mike will do this in a couple of days. Mike's going to go up and down the dial, and all of those stations that are in that building, he's going to start hearing people on the air and go, you got to be fucking kidding yeah, me. Yeah, I'm more talented than that You got to be fucking kidding me. Mark Zegan's working there, and I'm not. I'm just kidding because Zegan's great. <laughs> Mark Zegan would be the only guy who, who would appreciate that and not get his feelings hurt because anybody else, if I used it, not Zegan, but I'm just fucking around. Like, but you start to hear names or hear guys on the air. Like, sorry, I don't know the guy. I, if you tell me Costa or Schaefer, I'm taking Costa. Yes. So let's use that. Never met the guy in my life. He might be fine. Costa's got to go, you're fucking kidding me that I'm gone and John Schaefer's on the air. Yeah. He's still here. Yeah. How did that happen? Right. And and then he's going to go through anybody on 933 or wherever else he listens, Rock 105 or whoever, right? All those stations have some fucking, hey, this is Tuna playing the hits. And Mike's going to go, how the fuck's that guy still there? And that's when he'll come in. Because I'm going to ask him, who's the one guy on the air that you listen to and go, how the fuck is that dick? <laughs> His key fabs still work. He won't say anything, but he'll laugh because he knows I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, that's true. I, I think that's normal to sit there and, and compare your career and what you're capable of doing. Yeah, and and so, like that's why Elston would would be a great guy to get in here because Elston would pull no fucking bunches and would lay me yeah. out. Craig, who's the guy you hear on the air and go, "How the fuck is that guy on the air?" And I'm not. Oh, he'd probably give us five. He would. <laughs> he would easily, easily. He'd be a good one to put on. You're Love right. that kid, man. Fuck it, but but yeah, all the best to Judd and Mike, man. Yeah. We've been there, and uh, listen for anybody that's been fired or let go, restaurant employees right now, all the different things going on. I just say avoid the people that are like, "What are you going to do now?" Yeah, that sucks because you didn't know this was yeah. going to happen. A week ago, you're, you're you were in a job that you didn't think you were being let go with, right? And I and I said this to Mike the other day, and I'll, I'll say it for all you guys. The one thing you have to do is put together a list of people that can help, because you'll be shocked how many people are willing to help. They just need to know you need them, and say where do I want to be, and who do I know that can help me get there, and uh, and start making connections and and email people. I mean, that's where LinkedIn's pretty nice. A lot of you are connected to a bunch of people. Check in and say, hey, what are you hearing? Or can you keep your ears open? This is what I'd like to do. And, yeah, it's the old-fashioned telephone game, but incredibly tough for those you two know, dudes. It's funny. I was just thinking that Mike wouldn't move. You know what I mean? At this point yeah. in his life, he wouldn't move. Mike maybe would move. And, and the reason I say that is, as I said, he has a, one son. Tough's going to college. He's going to college. And I could see Mike saying, Hey, you know what? We want to be closer to him. Doesn't mean you have to do the college campus radio station, but I'm saying you might want to move closer to where he is. Because I, for, as far as I know, 
He's probably going to go to school back east. Yeah. And just go, you know what? Hell, we, there are a lot of places back. Mike loves fucking South Carolina. He's there all the time. Really? All the time. Dude, that'd be cool. But, um, and then one quick one, too. And this Poor one. Poor Judd just bought a house. I mean, if Judd oh, has to move, fuck. that fucking sucks. It's just tough, man. It's just tough. I remember that. We we bought a house. Uh, we bought a house the Friday after Thanksgiving in 2008. And we were cut loose January 20th, 09. So, what? I mean, it was 60 days later. Yeah. Just, just bought a house. My kids were, uh, whatever, 14 months old. So, yeah. it's terrible. One other guy, too, that got hit in that thing and is a friend of ours is Dan Noon. Yep. And Dan Noon is a guy that, man, a lot, reminds me a lot of Elston. Where some guys, you kind of look at the path that they took to get on, and some guys have a little bit of an easier path. Other guys just keep grunting it out and keep grinding. Danny Noon was with us at 1090, ran the board for me on Clinch Gear Radio. Then uh, I remember when he said to me, hey, I think I'm up for a gig at KFMB, and I, I don't remember, I don't think I had to put any word in for Dave Sniff. I sure don't want to over overblow that, but I, I was happy to be a reference. Uh, Dan didn't need it. Went to KFMB, worked on a couple of those shows over there, and then when KFMB was absorbed by iHeart, uh, Dan started doing news updates on Kogo, was a reporter, and I really thought he sounded great, and I was really excited for him because... He put his time in, man. He he'd been grinding, and iHeart thought that the three guys that were going to move the needle and get everybody back in the black and get the stock back up high were Dan Noon, Mike Costa, and Judd. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry for Danny Noon, another guy, Dave, with a young a young baby yeah, and a family. A but but Mike and Judd are the two names. But for people in radio that that know Danny Noon, who's a really, really good dude and a grinder, man, I send my best to him and his family, too. I know you do as well. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've spoken to him as well. Um, looking forward to Mike coming in. No joke. Mike's uh, one of our best friends. Looking forward to having uh, Mike come in, though. Got to ask you a couple baseball things, all right? Let's go. All right. So uh, the Padres might have gotten some good news today, even though you can put the pieces together. The, the Angels, who I thought were in it for Trevor Rosenthal, traded today for the Reds' closer. Oh, which I think opens up a spot possibly for Rosenthal to return to the Padres. You I would saying, like that a lot. Would you rather have him or Yates? I'd ha I'd take Trevor Rosenthal. I'm with you, especially uh, if it's a two-year, fifteen million dollar deal. Guy's a hundred miles an hour coming out of the bullpen. Absolutely loved it here. I kind of like those dudes, man. I like the guy. Um, I know Heath Bell wore some people out with his personality. Uh, Trevor was much more quiet. I'm thinking about closers that have been here in, in years past. Kirby Yates, incredible for what he yeah. did here. But right now, I would I would take Trevor Rosenthal. If you could sign him for a two-year deal for $15 million, that to me is smart money. I would do that. Yeah, so that's good news. Cause I know a lot of people love Trevor Rosenthal. He kind of jumped in and embraced the city. The city embraced him. He played it really smart on social media. Oh, yeah. You Just know? super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I, I think a guy... You know, a little bit, too, about that is that's a guy that I think uh, would have has a great relationship with the fans, right? Like, yeah. the fans would have that dude's back the whole way because he's not going to close them all out. You want him to believe it. 
But uh, if, uh, if a night one got away from him, man, like I, I don't know. I like that. I like that fit a lot. I hope he stays here. I think there's a there's a very good opportunity right there. Hopefully, it makes it easier for the Padres to bring him back. Another guy who's a name I'll throw at you. I, I haven't seen this anywhere, but it's one of those where you could see the Padres making a phone call. Sonny Gray. Okay? Yeah, right. Sonny Gray. The Reds are basically they're, they're putting guys on the block, and they're saying Sonny Gray is on the block. He has two years remaining. Makes twenty million dollars a year. It's a lot of money. Any interest in Sonny Gray? Well, like anything, David, it's going to depend on what they want back. And if they come back and they're like, we need C.J. Abrams. It we doesn't need... sound like they're asking for a lot. <sighs> they want someone to take that contract. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. But I, I think before I do anything, I want to find out what the asking price is on Blake Snell. I, I want to find out what that is and can I make that happen. But if I can get Sonny Gray and it doesn't gut uh, one of my top five guys or two of my top eight, like like Blake Snell might. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd sure have interest in him. Uh, we mentioned Jock Peterson last week. Right now the White Sox are the team that's chasing him. Uh, uh, Jeff Passan today came out and said the Dodgers are chasing DJ LeMahieu, which is strange for me because Gavin Lux is supposed to yeah. be his opportunity. He was minor league player of the year in 2019. Um, here, here's one that I thought was funny yesterday. The Phillies mm-hmm. said Zach Wheeler's yeah, on the block. Yeah, how about that move? And then the owner came out today and said, I wouldn't trade Zach Wheeler for Babe Ruth. For Babe Ruth. Who would be 125. Well, sell a lot of tickets. Uh, I thought what Pastor Rosenthal wrote was pretty smart, which is any GM, and I know they have an acting GM right now in Philly, anybody calls you listen to different offers. And so, sure, I'll listen to what you're going to give me for Zach Wheeler. But you're only going to take the ones that are legit to ownership. Yeah. So if nobody's offering you anything, well, okay, I was able to talk to Dave about Zach Wheeler, but when I offered him uh, Mejia straight up, Dave was like, ah, no, thanks. Well, i tell you what, I'm, I think I'm in the market for Zach Wheeler. And Dave was like, no, you're not, not even close. So, yeah, I saw that story too, but I, I kind of think the theory – Behind again, whatever Passon or Rosendahl wrote, which is sure, tell me what you got. Yeah. Now that's not going to get it done. Yeah, you're you're only bringing the serious offers upstairs. The the I wouldn't trade him for Babe Ruth was great. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, either one. Yeah. Here's the deal: if if it's the dead 125 year old Babe Ruth, of course not. If it's the real Babe Ruth, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just saying from a San Diego standpoint. Yes. If San Diego put Tatis, Gore, yeah, come on, stupid. Yeah, and uh, I mean, put put anybody else, Lamette in that deal. You're not going to make that deal. Yeah, come on, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But that guy—that's the same guy that claimed he lost a billion dollars. Middleton, the owner. Oh yeah. And they were like, "Well, it's kind of closer to about 140 million." Listen, <sighs> hey, it was a tough year. I lost $1 billion last year. No, you didn't, asshole. What? <laughs> I was like, one-tenth of that. Well, it was still a lot of money. Don't deny that, dick. Why don't you just say a trillion? I mean, this whole fucking guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I lost $90 billion. Oh, my gosh. All right. want to thank Dan Williams again. Dan Williams is your guy. He's the guy to help you get out of debt. Dan is the guy that wants to help you go into 2021 
basically set financially. And this is how he's going to help you do it. You're going to call him at 858-688-6813. Again, 858-688-6813. It seems like everyone I know is calling Dan right now because yeah. everyone is listening going, that is absolutely right. I, I got to figure things out. I know we have a call in Dan just to ask him a question going into 2021 saying, is this the right move for our family right now to do so-and-so? I'll mm-hmm. explain to you, to you later what it is. But here's the deal. He wants to help you get out of debt, wants to help you get out of the rental market, and he wants to help you buy a home. If you're yeah. still renting, Dan Williams is the guy you need to talk to. If you're looking to do a couple things financially, he's the guy you need to talk to. Look, you aren't the expert. He's the expert. Always go to the expert when you need something done. 858-688-6813. So incredibly nice. Um, one payment away from paying off my car. Cool. And... I told you earlier in the year, start working at home, man, you got to put a little ding on the credit card. You go buy a uh, brand new desktop computer, that baby's paid off, right? And you go, well, your insurance is paid off. Your registration's paid off. You're one payment away from having your car paid off. And it's all because I love what Dan wrote in Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, his book. And I've talked to my kids about it too. And you go, Because it's the one thing I say, man, the biggest mistake, one of the biggest mistakes I made in my early 20s was not paying enough attention uh, to my credit and what I was doing. And it put me in a huge hole. And if you're like me, man, it can be frustrating. It's absolutely embarrassing. But guess what? You can get out too. And there's nothing better than looking down and seeing that credit score at 800, especially knowing that the housing market's going to be really, really good. And there's going to be all kinds of benefits for people like me and like you. But the first thing you have to do is get those finances in line so you can buy that house for you and your family. That's why you want to call Dan, 858-688-6813. Speaking of buying a house, Brian Curry's the one you need to talk to. Brian's the guy that we, we spoke a lot the last year on what we were going to do. And when it all came down to the end, Brian's like, look, if I was you guys, I think your best situation financially is you stay where you are, which was e- easy to say, look, I want to make some money off a yeah. sale. But you know what? He looked at what was the best interest of us in our situation. In our situation, the best thing was to stay. Not only did I did I take his advice, I looked this thing up. The value of my home has gone up dramatically the last couple yeah. of months. And so for Brian to, to say, look, I'm not looking to take a percentage and basically make money off you. I want to do what's best for the Palais family. Couldn't it have been better. But if you have a house that you need to sell, sell, you know, Brian's going to get you in the best situation. You talk about so many people have decided to refinance and see if it's better to stay. I, I talked to a person yesterday, got a finance rate of 2.1. <laughs> Pretty amazing. That's insane. Insane, like, right? Yeah. So Brian's not going to be that guy that says, hey, you're just a dollar sign. You're a guy that I'm looking out for because you you contacted me and I want to put you in the best situation. So again, if you're looking for a bigger house, smaller house, a perfect neighborhood, you're looking to sell, you're looking to buy, Brian's the guy to give you expert advice on what you should do. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, I called Dan Williams today just to check in on him, tell him, hey, man, I'm thinking about you. It's a busy time and... uh so we kind of closed in on the holidays, all the best. He shuffled me right to voicemail. <laughs> uh, so I called Curry, and Curry was courteous enough to stop everything he was doing and chat a little bit. And uh, I'm so grateful to those guys. It's it's the relationship we have with all these guys, with Taylor and, and, and Kyle, who we'll tell you about in a second. But just great to catch up with Brian and and coaching freshmen up there at Poway High School and and giving back to the community, making kids you know better. 
it was just great, man, just to call and say, hey, I appreciate you because, yeah, in a couple of months, now we'll get that money squared away. And then you go out, and it's so much fun because my sons and I are doing it. And and I wonder, too, for other, for other people, like, I just, the housing market's insane. Yep. Why am I going to pay two grand to somebody else when I could be paying 1500 for a mortgage or, or something else uh, and, and drive around and go, man, what about living here? What about living there? Could I make it? Where's the parking? Okay, if we lived here, what would we do? My sons and I do this game all the time. Well, that's the fun part. The hard part, you need somebody to help you, and I can't think of anybody better than Brian. Whether it's Imperial Beach, where I love it down there, <laughs> God damn, the lesson's been learned. What a cool little community. I have to admit, I was wrong. I'm happy to admit it, like Dave and I talked about earlier. When you're wrong, own it. I was wrong about IB. I'll tell you this. I wasn't wrong about City Heights. That place sucks. <laughs> but wherever you want to live, uh, call Brian Curry. Tell him, hey, Dave and Jeff told me about you. This is what I want to do. Believe me, he'll get you in even a better house than you think you can afford. Absolutely. When you're ready to buy that perfect home, don't forget about the pool. You're going to need the pool. Is the pool in working condition if there's one with it? Are you looking to put one in? All you have to do is call Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools. He can walk you through the process. Turn your backyard into a staycation. He makes a perfect pool and backyard for you. Very simple. 619-449-4452. Dave, I don't know how it didn't happen before. But we always have a, a Monday night special. Last night I watched 60 Minutes, absolutely fascinating story about this company that took $600 million or $600 billion, I don't know, no, $600 million. I was right the first time. $600 million in money to provide masks and gloves for everybody, the PPE equipment. Yeah, they don't have any of it. But you know who was doing that interview? It's the one you always tell me. Man, you tell us about Pam Greer, Catherine Bach, Pam Anderson, Heather Thomas. When the hell are you going to do the Leslie Stahl special? I said, <laughs> I don't see it. But you know what, Dave? I watched last night. I go, I see what you're talking about. Tonight's not the Leslie Stahl special. I just wanted to say, I understand where you're at. Dave, we need to think of somebody because Alan's Canadian. Who do we think of? Who's the best looking Canadian woman that we know? Is it still Shania Twain? I know you're big on Celine Dion. <laughs> Pam Anderson's technically Canadian. Is she? Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's bring her back. God damn it. Everybody needs a, a smile right now. For the first seven people that call with cash, I know what Amy's going to say. I said three. I said seven. <laughs> first seven that call with cash. Get that Pam Anderson. Can you imagine? I'd never leave the house. <laughs> Holy shit. I just sit there in my Pam Anderson pool playing scratchers all day. <laughs> Go to the DaveAndJeffShow.com. Look for yourself. Look for yourself. God damn, even a blind man can see it. Look for yourself how gorgeous these pools can be. Yeah. And uh, and you'll know why TaylorMade Pools is the number one choice. Can I tell you a quick story? Sure. So I'm out with a friend of mine for dinner last week, and we start talking about a mutual friend. And this mutual friend, female, that I knew had been a teacher of mine, great person, but she's older now, probably late 60s. She'd been down in Coronado. She met a gentleman, and uh, 
they're chatting and having a great time. And the gentleman says to her, you know, I got to tell you something. You're absolutely beautiful. And she says, well, my goodness, that's nice. They exchange phone numbers. So it's mutual friends telling my friend, you know, it was kind of weird because I texted him. I tried to reach out, make contact, see if he wanted to go to lunch or do anything. He never replied to any of my text messages. And I just thought after our conversation uh, that, you know, we were better. So she called him. And I swear, I think the guy's name, legit, no joke, is Dave. So she calls Dave and says, hey, you know, what happened? You didn't reply to any of my text messages. You know, Dave replied and said, I thought you knew I'm legally blind. <laughs> I go, what? She goes, yeah, he's legally blind. I go, how the fuck she know if she's beautiful? She goes, I don't goddamn know. <laughs> so she goes, about a week goes by, and I call, and I said, hey, what are you doing? And she said, Dave's coming over. And I go, oh, that's cool. What are you going to do? He's going to help me wash the windows. Oh, Jesus. How the fuck are you going to have a blind guy wash the windows, Dave? But unfortunately, this story does not have a happy ending, okay. and I'm sorry to say it. Apparently, my friend and her new friend, Dave, had rented an uh, RV. It's kind of like an Airbnb. Turns out Dave had one job and only one job there. He didn't have to wash the windows there. Drive? No, the only thing this fucking guy had to do was keep an eye on the cat. <laughs> but somehow Dave opened the door and the cat got out. And my friend said, fuck, that's it. You're gone. She fired a blind guy. He believed that? I wish, I wish he was still going out with them. He could have answered the question that we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, what's he pounded to? Yeah. <laughs> What is does he use in the bank? To what is he pounded to? I, I swear, of all the things I've heard in 2020, the idea that this maniac had a blind guy coming over to help her wash the windows, she fucking suckered him into doing that kind of labor, and then fires him because the fucking guy let Frosty the cat out. Like, what the hell is going on in this world? God damn, what happened to being able to just say, I'm sorry? And maybe you don't let the fucking blind guy watch, watch the, the cat. cat. You, you literally said, I need to keep an eye on the cat. Yeah. Okay. And when she said, oh, I didn't know, apparently Dave told our friend, well, I thought when you saw the guy who was there helping me, you might put it together. No. <laughs> My favorite story of 2020. Did she sleep with them at all at any point? Hey, you know what? I, I don't ask those kind of questions. All I'm saying is, even Dave the window washer would appreciate the Pam Anderson pool from TaylorMade Pools. So it's a long way around to hit the punchline. But but it's that, that whole story is absolutely true. That's the shit I was told seven days ago tonight. God damn. So you think you you think your life's fucked up. Poor Dave just tries to tell ladies beautiful uh, she's beautiful. Next thing you know, he's trying to wash windows here. Whoa, where'd I go? And then uh and then getting yelled at. He's washing the wallpaper. Yeah, washing anything. The stove, fucking TV, the couch. You know what the fuck he's doing. Poor bastard. Oh, my God. Yeah. How much experience does this fucker have doing windows anyway? I he don't never know. never sees out of them. What the fuck? I really am tempted to go like, like, I don't know. Can we get 200 bucks together? I told you the story about my friend Kenny who worked at the track. 
My first day running the Bedecker sheet at Del Mar by myself, nervous as fuck. And Kenny sold bye-bye, racing for contention. He had not a tooth in his mouth. And he lived above Susie Wong's downtown. <laughs> and this particular day, Kenny was in a wheelchair because he got all fucked up. And he tried to climb upstairs to his apartment above Susie Wong's. He fell. He broke both legs. Oh, Jesus. So I'm trying to line everything up. Anybody who's gone to the track, you know where the tip sheet booths are. I'm trying to get everything lined up and the banks for the people working for me. And this fucking asshole rolls up and he's got a $20 bill and he's snapping the $20 bill at me. Really? Yeah, I don't have my wallet here, but if you, you know, how you snap money. He didn't have a fucking tooth in his mouth and he said to me, hey, Jeff, I bet you don't know how I won this $20. <laughs> I go, you know what, Kenny? I don't have time for this shit. How'd you win $20? Got in the backside, bet me I couldn't eat corn on the cup. And I go, get the fuck away from me <laughs> right now. All right. I'll buy you a beer later. I got $20. Who? What kind of sick bastard would bet a guy 20 bucks without any teeth that he couldn't eat corn on the cup? I mean, kudos. He paid up. But, yeah. So I don't know if the going rate's 20 to watch Kenny eat corn on the cob. How much are we paying to watch Dave wash windows? 60? <laughs> right? Maybe I'll bring him in and put Christmas lights up for me next week. Ah, I like that. Jesus. All right. Kyle Fluger is your guy for that website. Right now, so many people, again, trying to figure out what they're going to do in 2021. What are you going to do to make money? Look, if you're struggling right now and your website isn't working, Kyle Fluger is your guy. He sent me a bunch of things he's been working on. Uh, today that were out, outstanding. Every yeah. website looks better than the one before. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Well, the thing that I like to do is when I get emails from Kyle and he goes, hey, look at this. I go, ah, yeah. <clears throat> ah, WordPress? Yeah, makes sense. I think it's WordPress. That too. <laughs> like, I love what you're doing right there. Color flow. I don't know what any of that shit means. All I know is it looks good, but... Look, it's the holidays right now. All of us know what has happened in Southern California with another shutdown for three weeks minimum. Man, all the little things that we had grown accustomed to, right? Where you could go out and maybe go to the local sandwich shop, even going to, to any local restaurant and just being able to sit outside. My mom's birthday was two nights ago. Yeah, I was late. Yeah, my no, she appreciated it. I know, but I meant to do it on her birthday. And then I, just like you said the other day, you said you didn't see it on the phone. I had to go on the computer and saw it. Yeah. I missed it. Son of a bitch. So my kids and I took her for dinner on Saturday night. We were able to sit outside right under the heater, have a great time. Shit, man, you can't even do that right now. I told her, I go, God damn, right? Good thing your yeah. birthday wasn't the 9th or the 10th. So what does that mean to you as a business? Well, it means all the little things that you have been able to do relatively since, I don't know, May, those are all gone for three weeks. Guess what? Three weeks from tonight, Christmas is over. So what are you going to do to make sure you can meet that bottom line, to make sure your employees uh, stay going and make sure you don't have to lock up? Check that website. And if that website is not performing at the level, not that you want, yeah. what your customers want, boy, you better get Kyle Fluger on the phone tonight. Do you remember the first time you brought me over to meet your mom? Uh, Do you remember what you said? No. This is when your mom lived in Encinitas. Yeah. 
And uh, I think I think you had a two story house. Am I right on this? Yeah, one? she okay. lived in Cardiff. Yes, right there. Beautiful. She was upstairs. We walked through the front door, and you go, "Mom, I'm home. I brought that big dumb Jew Dave with me." Ah, uh, it's not true. <laughs> it's true. That's not true. I was never like that. Uh, listen, <laughs> I have so many Jewish friends. You do. You have more than I have. It's great. Yeah, I love them. Trevor yeah. Rosenthal's Jewish. Love him. Ian Kinsler's Jewish. Well, <laughs> I'll say Ian Kinsler used to be one of my favorite players. He really was. When he played for the Rangers and Detroit, god damn, was he fun to watch play. Didn't work out well here, but he was a fucking great player, man. Uh, I'm going to look at the entire body of work, and, and I'll still be a fan of Ian Kinsler. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Anybody double birds the whole crowd? You gotta give him a little credit, right? Okay, who's your favorite Padre Jew? Brad Osmus, Ian Kinsler, or Trevor Rosenthal? Um, Brad Osmus. Yeah, I knew you'd say Brad. Great Osmus. dude, man. Fucking love that guy. He and the thing about Brad, like anything, when when you're young and trying to figure everything out, you're dumb as a rock, which I still am. Brad was so goddamn easy to work with, and was just a really, really good dude, man. Really nice guy. Yeah, Osmus. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going December 7th. We have uh, four names on here. Okay. All right. We're gonna, one of them's been on the show. Oh, okay. good. Okay. First one's Larry Bird. Larry. Oh, wow. This is going to be weird, right, yes. for all of us when we hear it? Uh, Larry Bird, 60. 64. Oh, my God. 64. How much is he worth? Boy, he had. I think Larry kept all his money, too. One Did he have here. ownership of the Pacers or just a coach and know. president? I don't know. I'm going to say $60 million. Close, $55 million. In Indiana? He is loving he life. Is. All right, Terrell Owens. Oh, wow. 46. 47. Okay. Um, $25 million. 500000 No. He lost it all. Lost it all. No. Yep. Oh, damn, dude. That sucks. Love, what do you say? Loves some me of me or some shit he oh, said. Remember that? Oh, shit. That sucks. Here's one that uh, surprised me age-wise. Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig. Uh, while I think about this, did you see the wood, the video Woods posted of the guy in the Red Sox hat who had no idea Manny Ramirez was behind him? No. <laughs> Woods posted this video on Twitter. Like Manny at a coffee shop. And a guy in front of him's got a Red Sox hat on. So Manny taps him on the shoulder. He's like, hey, man, cool hat. Who's your favorite player? And the guy's like, what? You serious? It's like my girlfriend's hat. Manny's like, oh, okay, cool. Have a good day. Guy in a fucking Red Sox hat. <laughs> Had no clue that Manny remembers. So funny. Um, Yasiel Puig, 33? 30. I thought he was younger, but 30. Okay. And then uh, money, uh, $18 million. Exactly right. Okay. Look at that. All right, this one's been on the show. C. Thomas Howell. Dude, he was cool. He was cool. Uh, I like that when he was on. 56. 54. Okay, how much is he worth? $10 million. $4 million. All right. Yeah. You live a pretty good life with $4 million. Yep. All right, here we go. Five random questions, all right? Okay. Who's your favorite actress? Oh, I like that. Favorite actress. Who? I got to think about that. Who's my favorite actress? 
Um, that's funny. That'll come to me later. I mean, Julia Roberts is always cool. It was fun seeing her at the Stones. God yeah. damn, she was great looking. I'll say Julia Roberts. That's too. funny. That's what I would have said, too. I would yeah. have gone Julia Roberts. She's well. cool. Meryl Streep's the best, but Julia Roberts is my favorite. All right. Um, what game show do you think you could go on and win on? Dude, it's funny. My my buddy Derek Dawson a year ago was on Wheel of Fortune. I think I'd be terrible. I'm horrible at Wheel of Fortune. I, I am think, terrible. You I think t- I would lock up on all those. Like, dude, I suck at in my living room. I suck at it. I'm yeah. better at Jeopardy than I am oh, at Wheel of Fortune. Dude, Jeopardy, I'd win $41. <laughs> if they did retired porn stars, I'd run the table. <laughs> and wrestling. And Yeah, wrestling. What else could I do? Fucking boxing trivia. I'd probably get a few of those right. Um, dude, no way. Could you imagine being on Press Your Luck? No whammy, no whammy, stop. Um, I don't think I'd be good on any of them. Really? I really don't. I what think about I'd... Family Feud? Yeah, no way. Right. I'd, I'd lock up on all those, dude. I think Family Feud would be my best chance. Yeah, Price me... is right? No, fuck no. I'd get that stupid goddamn uh, Swiss Alps guy going over there. Higher, <laughs> higher, 125, 120, and then I'd skip like 126, and that would be the answer. 125, 127, lower. What? Yeah, dude, I'd be fucking. This helps, guy. You know that guy with the yeah, whistling. That getting and that plinko game always sucked. Oh, that would suck. The putting. Yeah. Fucking, I'd shank that. Uh, what else do you got there? What other game shows are on? Card sharks. The card sharks is back. It's back. Yeah. You could do higher, lower. Higher, lower. There's no skill in that shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. I would never go on. Are you smarter than a sixth grader? Fuck no. I forgot everything. I couldn't do that. Um, What's that goddamn song that that show that Mosher was on, where she had to sing? Oh yeah, she had to fill in the blank. Oh yeah, fill in the. No way, dude! I'm telling you, I'd lock up. I'd be fucking Albert Brooks in broadcast news. Oh my god, dude! As funny as uh, uh, Alonzo, who you know was over here today, and I was sitting there playing with the dog, and there's a commercial for Name That Tune is coming back. Yeah, I saw that. And they ran one beat, and I go, "That's Billie Eilish, bad guy." And then that was the song, and the guy looked at me. Alonzo looks at me, goes, "Dude, what the fuck?" Yeah. I go, I don't know, man. I go, I have that dumb thing in my head. And he goes, that's the show you got to go on. And I was like, fuck, dude, I couldn't do that. Name that, dude. I'd probably lock up to also. My fucking buddy, Jeff King. My buddy, Jeff King, was on Family Feud. And we know how that ended. <laughs> and Dude, I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. Some fucking thing, right? Yeah, no way. All right, here, here we go. Who, okay. has, who has the best uniform in all team sports? Ooh. Ooh. I tell you what. That did you see the new retro jersey the Kings are wearing? I did. Beautiful, man. I don't think I can just do I don't think I could do um just one. Let me go. I don't know what my NBA one would be. For me the NHL the Maple Leafs blue jersey for the Maple Leafs is great. That That's fantastic. I'm not a fan of the Kings current jerseys. I love the Kings jerseys in the Gretzky era. Those were pretty cool. But the blue Maple Leafs jersey for me is my favorite, um, my favorite hockey. My favorite uh, football to me is, no doubt, it's the Raiders. The Raiders, that black and silver, whether it's the home or the road, to me, are just yeah. fantastic. 
nobody Your NFL players say that all the time too. That Raider uniform they love. Yeah, I mean, and and when you see it in person, like it is just even the the home jersey, the black with the silver is so simple and so cool. Uh, baseball wise, man, baseball wise, I really dig the new Padre jersey. That to me is really great. I know other the people. Home white, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that one's great. And then um, from an NBA standpoint. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of like some of like the Rockets jerseys, right? Like where they have the the black and the red. And some yeah. of those, I don't really have a favorite NBA. Where are you, where are you going? What's your favorites? Oh, for me, my my favorite is the Dodger home white. Is Dodger my, home my white. And even if I honestly, if I wasn't a Dodger fan, I think I would honestly say that. My dad used to always say he loved the Yankees. He loved. The, he wasn't a Yankee fan. He just loved yeah. the pinstripes. He thought it, those were awesome. Thought they were cleanest can be. You hear different guys say things like Tony Kornheiser will say he loves the Detroit Tigers home one. Really, with the, with the old English yeah D with on the D. It. But, um, yeah, you know, it's funny. With, with Football-wise, I agree with you. Raiders. Hockey, exactly the same. I love the Gretzky Kings jerseys. Yeah. And um, the, the, Lakers black, the black purple. One. Lakers purple is really pretty cool. And so I also like the, the old Nets jersey, one where Dr. J played. It, it must be the red, white, and blue thing I like. But they had like, the stars on it. Do you like the Suns jerseys that Barkley had? Yeah, that Barkley cool. and Thunder why, Dan? Yeah, I don't know why they don't go back to those. I think the Suns have some ugly-ass uniforms since then. I, yeah. I don't like the Suns uniforms. I, but, yeah. I would like that Lakers purple. You know, the Clippers, uh, the Clippers blue one right now, they had one like that, and they never wore it down here no. when they had it. But every now and then, like, uh, I always remember the Clipper home jersey down here was great the white with the blue i love that and then it's funny you see pictures man they had the shortest shorts yeah, right they all did back then but if they could go that clippers white and the clippers blue those would have been pretty good yeah absolutely okay uh, all right have you ever slept with a girl that wore nothing but high heels <laughs> like in porn no i i no. like i always think it's crazy like like you'll see like nikki bends on a rock and she'll still have the high heels on is that right well, that's sassy. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, I don't. I wish. I haven't either. It's a wild, wild angle. No, I don't. Um, no matter how uncomfortable it is, it, whatever the scene is, there's always that girl that leaves yeah. the high heels on. Yeah, right? Um, no. That's way above. <laughs> that's way above. And then, Okay, well, if, if you were with a girl that all of a sudden says, hey, no, I, I wear the high heels on during sex, are you telling her, well, it's off? Are you no. saying, of course not. What the fuck's the matter with anybody here? What are you doing? Hey, one quick thing. Hold on, I got another question Oh, go ahead. Here's the big question out of all of them. I'm, I'm dying to know. Okay. What did your kids think of the movie Footloose? Oh, my God. Okay, so last Thursday was movie night. We do Footloose, and Dave said to me, that movie sucks. And I was like, dude, you're a fucking clown. It would be fine. I literally have not seen that movie since 1985. That movie is five minutes in, and I am dying laughing at how horseshit that movie Horrible. is. Horrible. And it Horrible. keeps getting worse. I've never seen more guys happy to dance than in that fucking shithole town. Hey, 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 hey. They're all bouncing around. <laughs> and you're like, what happened to this town, right? Um, I don't think my son's quite understood... Like, I really had not seen that movie since high school. I laughed my ass off at how dumb that movie was. Now, here's the other weird thing about yeah. Footloose. 
They play the same songs in the soundtrack like three different times. Yeah. I never remember a movie like Fucking that. Fucking Kenny Loggins. Yeah. But like the song's playing, holding out for a hero. Yeah. I think he's dancing in the uh, in the empty barn and what? He's all sweaty guy. Um, I did. Sean Penn's brothers in it. Chris Penn was really funny in that movie, but like Lori Singer and John Lithgow, Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, it, like there are movies where you just go, that movie just sucks. That movie is just so dumb. It's very, very funny, especially if you're like me. If you if you haven't seen it in thirty years, you go back. You're like, what the hell? So it's awful, dude. Awful, but hysterical. But you just got to watch how everybody just solves everything through dance. <laughs> no, we don't. What's the matter with you? <laughs> and I was like, shit, I got to go in there and admit Dave was right. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Do your kids watch any um, any Adam Sandler movies? Like Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, any of that shit? No. They would love that stuff. Yeah. I don't know about, uh, I mean, they've seen Step Brothers. The one we're going to watch. Um, you got to get them to Adam Sandler. It's right up their alley, I'm telling you. The one that I'm going to watch with them that I swear this movie, goddamn, made me laugh so much, are the two 21 Jump Streets with Channing yeah. Tatum and uh, what's that fucking kid's name? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Ice-T is so goddamn funny in those movies yelling at those two guys. But certain Sandler movies wear me out. I love Happy Gilmore. But, um, yeah, I don't, and then I can't remember. I think Thursday night might be, a, I thought, a Christmas movie. I thought they were talking about it. I, I don't, um, my selection's back up in two weeks. Okay. So, but no. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> like, I'm two weeks out. But, yeah, it was very, very funny. But, hey, everybody had a good time. We just hung out and laughed. Cool. Good pizza movie. One quick thing before we go. For anybody that right now, man, just hang in there. Incredibly difficult time for a lot of us. And I, I know how frustrating it is and anger and politics or shutdown of COVID. Uh, I meant to say this earlier. Did you check your mail today? No, I did not today. Uh, in the mail today was the Christmas card from the Woods family. Okay. And it is so goddamn great. It is so cool. I don't know, Stephen. I mean, that's got to be expensive. And they turned it around super quick. It's all pictures with Taylor and Bo. But, uh, Steve, I, I you listen for the first 15 minutes and see if your name's mentioned, and then you tune out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> God damn, at the end of an incredibly long day, that fucking Christmas card was great. That's cool. So no, just I'll, for... I'll check it out. Yeah, I, um, for I, Steve, Hannah, Bo, and Taylor, thank you, guys. Your timing was Do you ever perfect. send them out? No. No. <laughs> no, but... but um, you know, we get a few people that, that ask, Hey, what's the address? And I, and I love getting them from our friends and their families. Cause it's just, it's great. It's meaningful. And my yeah. feeling is if you're nice enough to think of me to send one, man, I keep them. I always feel weird at, after the holidays, like throwing them away. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know what to do with them. I guess you just throw them away. You don't want to shred it. That sounds graphic. No, it does. I feel like Steve Buscemi in Fargo. <laughs> and then I could just see the, the guy. You know, who's ever picking up? Oh, well, I guess the Woods family means a lot to you. You fucking chucked it right in here with your copy of uh, Modern Plumbing that you get every month. <laughs> so I don't know. I just hide it in the 
pages of Sports Illustrated, right? And ditch it. But fuck, it was so great, That's man. Cool. Yeah, at the end of a long day. So thanks to Steve. And then uh, we'll see you back here Wednesday. Absolutely. Let's dance, let's dance for